It's time for the Drive's Top 4 at 4. Hour number two starts now on the drive. Got Tucker Carlson in here with the Top 4 at 4. Tucker, take it away. Thank you, Bear. At number one, Tennessee baseball opens its home schedule with a midweek contest against UNC Asheville and Lindsey Nelson Stadium in about 30 minutes, actually. Uh, Derek Schaefer will start for the Vols today. The game is on SEC Network Plus. Andy Brock will have the call for you. Uh, you mentioned there is a run rule in effect. There is. The lineup was just released. It's interesting. It is interesting. How do we feel about it? Bear, would you like me to run down the lineup real quick? Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> Leading off, center fielder Hunter Inslee. In the two-hole, left fielder Dylan Dryling. That's a good spot for At him. At three, shortstop Christian Moore. Mm. At four. He's back I, in cleanup. I like this, actually. I like this a lot. Uh, that would be right fielder... Caveras Tears. Ooh. Uh, the five hole, Billy Amick. Billy Barrels. Six, Blake Burke. Seven would be your designated hitter, Robin Villeneuve. Or Nove. We'll work on that, Tucker. We'll figure it's that out. It's not Villanueva. We it's know not that. Villanueva. We do know that. It's Villeneuve, I think is what Villeneuve. Russ was saying okay. yesterday, I believe. Uh, Ethan Payne at eight, your second baseman. Pain train. And behind the plate tonight, Chuck Taylor in the nine. He really ought to have a deal with He should. With Converse. Yeah, he really should. I don't say this to be mean. If he was a little bit more dependable at the plate, he probably he probably would. Problem is, at times last year you got to nine and you just said, Well, let's just uh you chalk it up if there's two outs or hope the top of the lineup can give you something, but uh, yeah, that's true, but if we get the back end of that, like as you're going down through there, and you know you're talking about Amick, and then it goes what Amick Burke, Villeneuve Payne, Villeneuve Payne. I mean, I got, mean, we've got nine hole figured out, and really get, like three, Burke. three through seven, three through eight, pretty nasty. Yeah, pretty nasty. Sorry, Tucker. Go ahead, buddy. At number two, Tennessee basketball continues its season tonight with a trip to Missouri. Tip-off is at seven. The game is on SEC Network. Missouri alum Tom Hart and VFL Dane Bradshaw will be on the call. The battle of the announcers. Let's go. And the Who's balls, on it? Tom Hart and VFL Dane Bradshaw. Balls are an 11-and-a-half-point favorite. He does such a good job. I think Hart does a really good job for a Missouri guy. I've, I actually there. He was here for a while, right? Hart, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, but Hart and Bradshaw, that's that's a good combo. I'd yeah. like to hear them call like some. I'd prefer them on like ESPN, like, some huge games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Tournament usually games. Hart and uh, Jimmy Dykes will yeah. get together on those. Yeah, well, good for Dane. Love uh, Dane. I, I, Dane's got a he's got the he's got a voice, man. He, he does. really does. Yeah. He's got a really good voice. and Need him to lean into a little more of the homerism from time to time. That's just me. That's just me. I don't know, man. He just uh, – that doesn't bother me, man. Those guys have to be – It doesn't bother me. I just want it. I'm selfish. You played here. I want you to talk about how great Tennessee is. Well, I mean, he's talked about it in interviews, you know. He, yeah. 
you know, all those guys that, you know, former Vols, they, they all say on the inside they're really wanting Tennessee to win, but. They got a job to do. I get it. Exactly. I get Go it. ahead, Turner. At number three, the college football playoff committee has announced its official format for its 12-team playoff. The five highest-ranked conference champions will have themselves an auto bid. The four highest-ranked conference championships or conference champions, rather, uh, they will receive a first-round bye while seeds five through twelve play each other at the stadium of the higher-seeded team in the first round. The quarterfinals and semifinals will be played as traditional New Year's Six Bowls, and the national championship will be at a neutral location. See, if they if they really, really wanted to uh, give back a little bit to the fans, that national championship game, if you wanted to keep it unique, I'd have it at in a college stadium. I wouldn't have it at one of these destination mm. SoFi. How would you manage that? Would you try to go like halfway? Or would you put like highest rated, high, highest seed gets it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, you talk about some incentive. To how, how insane would it be to be number one Tennessee and hosting Ohio State for the national championship in Neyland Stadium on like January 11th. Yeah, but they want it. They want it fair. Even though they'll sell tickets to whoever, or, or, it or, could be 80 20 in, in a or, stadium. Or even better, you know, USC, some warm weather school. Yeah. Get them out there when it's like 10 degrees. Everyone, and I'm not, I'm not knocking you, but everyone keeps saying, like, oh, yeah, we want to play them in January when it's cold here. We don't play cold weather games here. Like, our team wouldn't be used to it either. But yeah, if you, but if you got a, a Florida team, I just want a cold team, weather yeah. game. But if you got a Florida team or a you know California team that never ever even experiences the cold weather, they're not acclimated to cold yeah, weather. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, Florida really only plays Missouri every other year in the cold. That's kind of their only cold game. Apparently, that'll switch up a little bit now with the new schedule. It should they'll have to go outside yeah. the state in November, December a little bit more, or now, November specifically? The other thing, if you this is basically the Notre Dame Invitational now. Yeah. You factor in they're, they're, they don't have to play a conference championship game. Mm. They completely hand tool their schedule to get to 10 wins every year. Well, they're going to have to make them join. I mean, if they're in the top five, I guess whenever the great schism, you know, whenever the great split really does happen, they're going to have to join something. They're going to, if they want to be a part of it, they've got to play, they'll have to play within a division. But that's the thing. If they're not a conference champion, they'll never get a bye. If they're going to participate after the split, because it's coming, and we all know it's going to look incredibly similar to how the NFL set up. That's just how they're going to do it. It is weird, though, to think. Like, Notre Dame could be number one in the country, but they wouldn't get a they wouldn't get a bye. They'd get the host in the first round, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't be because they're not a conference champ. champ. Which they said. They're like, that's okay. We'll, we'll forego the bye because we don't have to play the conference championship, but we'll get to host, which I think would make me actually even more mad than if they joined a conference and got the bye. Absolutely. 100%. But, yeah, it's going to be we'll, – we'll see how long Notre Dame can keep their feet or, or what, out the of the first time, The first time them being included and gets one of the one of the top-tier SEC schools knocked out of the playoff, yeah, yeah. I think that's when you'll see it change. It's just you have to keep it fair. 
Well, it's funny too. I love the language they use. The uh, the next seven, the highest rated seven that get in, will be decided on by the college football playoff committee. So essentially, they're they're still leaving a little bit of wiggle room for themselves to Florida State somebody in the near future. Oh, for sure. Got got to make sure you can. Not, not a lot. Of, you get it, down around twelve and thirteen, and then it's just there's it's easier to make the case. It is. Like you, yeah. You're thirteenth. You did this, this, and this. But that'll. Yeah, it was it was two three, then it was four five, and now it's going to be twelve thirteen. Like that's going to be the we and it's, deserve and it's, it. It's going to end up at sixteen teams. I think so too. So eventually, I'd give it five yeah. years. And finally, at number four, St. John's coach Rick Pitino said Monday he stands by the criticism he leveled at his team's Sunday night after the Red Storm blew a nineteen point first half lead and the home loss to Tri State rival and fellow bubble team Seton Hall. But Patino insisted he, quote, truly was not ripping anybody when referring to his team as unathletic and calling his experience the most unenjoyable he has ever experienced. That's a word salad to say, yeah, I said what I said, but I like these guys. Uh, Yeah, that's this is a code for I may have lost the locker room. And I need to be very careful. First of all, if your team's good enough to build an 18-point lead, they're good enough to keep an 18-point lead. And maybe you should have, you know, massaged the game a little bit better to make sure you got out of there, out of there with a dub. I don't know. Like, if your guys are slow, they look tired, you, you call a timeout. You slow the pace. Don't have them running up and down the court. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, pretty much if you lead by 18 in a college basketball game, like, you should win the game. Yeah. Unless you it's, just have a complete, yeah. utter meltdown or, it, it, or, or a team just goes bananas from three. Yeah, supernova. Yeah. They've, somebody's just gone like, you know. Yeah, this ain't the NBA, Rick. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. Like, an 18-point lead in the first half, like, you should probably coach them up and close that game out. Yeah. But instead – That's it, on – that's on the head – I feel like that's on the head coach at that point. Yeah. You somehow have, have mismanaged and allowed – your team to squander an 18-point lead. Like, what What was his goal when he said all that stuff the other day about, like, is he trying to motivate them? Because that didn't sound very motivational. That didn't sound like we have to try harder. We have to buy in. That was, my guys are slow, fat, unathletic, and I'm not having a good time. Like, I don't know how you come back from that. I don't either. Like, if I'm one of their best players, I'm not like, oh, man, that really gets me fired up to go play for you, Rick. Once again. Is Chris Ledlam second-guessing his decision? I think Ledlam got told to – I think I think we needed the space for Joe. Yeah. I don't think we were going to turn Joe back away. I mean, looking at him this year, they're not getting a whole lot of, no, of him not. up there. I think I saw so. he's, he's averaging 1.3 points a game. Oh, he's probably doing more than that. I don't know. I th- thought I saw that. St. We John's, right? We weren't telling DK to know where <laughs> were we? Oh, sorry. It was first come, first serve, Dalton. You're going to have to go to Kentucky. Barnes admitted, or, or what was that deal from yesterday? From that piece of audio? Which part? Oh, it was the one that you started laughing. Oh, no, it was just when he's – yeah, you were right, Tucker. It's 8.9 he's averaging. That's not too bad. He said something like uh, – it's like, what, what, what's one of the biggest things Dalton has to continue to do throughout the season? He's like, well, we just have to make sure that we continue to connect – Dalton with his teammates on defense, and I was just like, okay, come on. It's unavoidable. 
I know it really is. Well, it's it's funny too because that's been the word that Rick Barnes has used since he's been here is you have to stay connected defensively. Like it's it's like a it's a living organism on defense. When one guy moves, you have to help that guy and vice versa on all five spots. Have to communicate sometimes really without communicating to make sure you're in the right form for what the offense is trying to do. But it's just funny that he uses connect, sign a guy named connect. And then he drops. The, the funniest thing was that he caught himself right before he said it. Hmm. Like you have to connect. Oh, I walked right into that one, didn't I? But it's all good. I got no issues with it. 17 minutes till first pitch, boys. The home opener. The debut. Beautiful of the, day for baseball. A little chilly. Where where are we at with the new seats? Is that is that even going to be open yet? Some of them, not a yeah, maybe some of them will. They've okay. they've got a few more to add down there on the third baseline from when I was over there the the other day. Um, I don't know what they were doing on the first baseline. It looked like they were just adjusting the netting or something. Ah, okay. they had some kind of skyjack out there. I had to walk around it, so patching it up, maybe putting up a new one, something like that. Yeah, when were you out there? Were you out there today? No, nah, I was out there last week for an mm. availability. Gotcha, gotcha. Before they went to Dallas. Well, Bear, I didn't watch a second of it, but uh, what happened at uh, the Great American Race yesterday? Uh, I mean, it was. Did it live up to the hype? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was the. It was a one of the better ones in a while. Um, had one idiotic thing happen at the beginning of the race. It's pretty much like event free. Did I and, see where two of those jet cleaners ran into each other and yeah. leaked fuel onto them? Yeah. Are what are we doing? And they had to wash it down. Why are they even near each other? They, uh, It's the way they go around. The way they're staggered, they're, they have to be okay. for it to work correctly. Okay. Like one pushes the water down and the other one pushes it even yeah, further? Yeah, they okay. do it. Like they, a squeegee type yeah. effect. Okay, like I got the you. Top, they go from the, it goes from the top down. Okay. Well, have you ever been there? To Daytona? Yeah. Uh, the city, yes. The racetrack, no. If you go to the racetrack, you can't. You don't. You can't really see it unless you're like at way out in the infield, and you can really get it. And it's almost like they're driving when they're in those in the turns. There, it's like they're driving like on the side of a wall. Yeah, I've been to Bristol. It's steeper than Bristol. What? Really? Yeah. Daytona and Talladega, dude. It's like they're steeper than Bristol. Yes. I did not know this. Yeah. Like it's it's really hard to even walk down it. It's so steep. Hmm. But anyhow, yeah, it was fairly uneventful. I knew they were steep. I didn't know they were that really, steep. Really, really fast. And then there was uh, a big crash with, like, it's NASCAR, man. There was a big crash with, like, uh, 10 laps to go, took out half the field. and then Half the field? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then – uh, it ended under caution because they there was another big crash coming to the last. Uh, so they didn't have any any of that goofy overtime thing. And who won? William Byron. William Byron. Yeah, in the twenty four car, Jeff Gordon's old car. Where's he? What's his story? It's a he, very uh, strange name. William for Byron. Yeah, it's a really weird story. When he was a kid, apparently he got like obsessively into that eye racing thing. Uh-huh. You know where you race online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got really into that and got so good at it and talked his parents into letting him 
be a race car driver. Honest to God. It was on that Netflix uh, documentary, which is actually pretty good. That's insane. And, yeah. That's like if I got really good at Madden, like the Chiefs would call me when Reed retires, and they're like, hey, why don't you come run the offense? Exactly, yeah. It's actually kind of cool. I kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, it's a little weird. I mean, those guys... I mean, it's very, like, the rigs that they simulate, you know, like that eye racing in, it's... Oh, I've seen some of them. They're, like... It's the same as what they, the real guys yeah, use. Yeah, yeah. There'll be real people. I've watched, I watched, like, I'll watch them, I'll flip them on, like, you'll see them on, like, uh, somebody on social media. And, right, right. Like, you click on there, and you might look down there and see, like, Earnhardt Jr., Oh, those guys will jump in. Oh, yeah. Well, I knew they did that during COVID. I didn't know if any other guy if they kept oh, up they with it. Oh, they still do. Yeah, really. Yeah, they'll jump in there. Should we maybe talk to management about a NASCAR simulator for the new studios? Probably, yeah. I'm gonna set my PS5 up there. Like that's gonna happen. We'd have to have multiple ones. Well, I'll go. Well, that's fine. I'll have one there. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. Fit. We can play each other on the same screen, but if we want to, you know, if we want to play, I don't. I race NASCAR. Yet. No, I do a diff. I I Formula One. Oh. I racing. Are those convertible? Like, can you, can you, nah. can you buy like one system for like and race both out of the same? Oh yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah. Just thought. It's just very different. So, anyhow, nobody wants to hear us talk about this. I know that. I, I do have some news on the left field seats. Those have been completed, actually. They got them done? Yeah. Good for them. Just saw a video. Oh, yeah, uh, Tennessee Baseball just put that out. Because Russell yeah. said, was that yesterday or Friday? He said he wasn't sure if they'd get done in time. That's, they, wow, they're, they're working overtime. Looking. Very good looking. Nice. That's awesome. Well, I was wondering about that. Whenever you brought that up, because I thought, man, if you bought those tickets – you know, before the season, and then here comes the first, well, this is the first stretch of games. I think we have, if I'm not mistaken, Tennessee baseball has 15 straight home games. Yeah, no games, at least, well, they, they won't have an away game at least until mid-March, but they don't even play a Power 5 opponent, I don't think, till March 5th. Ooh. So, it'll be that Illinois series or that Kansas State midweek game. That's the one yeah, I, I random saw some, I saw, midweek opponent. I saw people circling that Kansas State team. Apparently, there's some talk that they might be pretty good. Yeah. Are they in the top 25? I don't know. I, I know Boston College was the good one last year, and I believe BC made it to the Tuscaloosa Regional, maybe? Okay. So. There's another shout-out to Boston College. That's probably the, the school we've talked about second most on this which is so program odd since I joined. <laughs> Bill O'Brien and BC. Random yeah. midweek just, baseball game. Just randomly. Like, oh, Boston Bill O'Brien and uh, Crazy Craig. That's a match made, match made in heaven, those two. Bob, good for that'd them. Be a really, that'd be a fun staff to work on, don't you think? I don't know about O'Brien. I, I think Craig Fitzgerald, I think he's psycho, but in a, in a good strength coach kind of way. Like, if you're if you're playing for him, like, I think he'd be a lot of fun. I don't know what – Did like you if, read the article? That, oh, yeah, the Deadspin article. Oh, yeah. You think that's him for real? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's him. We've all known that guy. Everybody yeah. knows that yeah. guy. The guy that can – in the gym, look in the mirror and start berating, you know, talk, just, himself. Yes. But then he turns, you know, he, now he gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it to, to college kids. Yeah. The one line he had, and he had, I mean, he had a bunch of them, but uh, like anytime a guy was struggling to put on muscle, 
or add weight, he'd just hand them bananas. Yeah. And he was like, Coach, like, you know, I thought I needed protein shakes and high calorie diets. He's like, No, you need bananas. Like I was like, Why why bananas? He's like, You ever seen a small bleeping gorilla? Yeah. And I was just like, That's a that's a pretty pretty strong point there. That's all they eat. Bananas and fruit. Yeah. Bananas, some leaves and fruit. And I was just like, That's a good point by Craig. Sugar Crazy Craig. Craig. Crazy Craig Fitzgerald. Kind of miss him. He was fun. Yeah, Eckler's got that same. I don't even know who our strength coach is right now. Am I crazy? I don't know who it is either. Mm -mm. I feel like we went through a stretch, and maybe it's a good thing. We had like some personality type strength coaches, but like who was it? We had the guy under Butch who got fired, but didn't get like a, fired. It was like a players didn't like him. Yeah, but he hung around on the staff, but they said he wasn't fired, and then they promoted the GA from within and said it's temporary, and then the next year it was him. Uh, I That's when the inmates started running the Yeah, running yeah. The That's when guys just quit showing up to do workouts. That guy was actually, a, I thought, was a pretty decent strength coach, the one that got the Yeah, the, the first shaft. guy. Yeah, yeah, he was. And then who was, the, uh, who was the guy we got from Texas? He had a cool nickname. He was a big personality, like, oh, this guy has changed changed the game for strength and conditioning. I well, forget I his mean, name. it was like we got a new one every year. No, yeah, 100%. Did you there see where Cochran left Georgia? Yeah. When? What was up that. with that, like last week? I'm not entirely sure what But he was wasn't their strength coach, was he? Did, wasn't he their special teams coordinator? Yeah, because didn't he? He wanted to be become a an on field he, position. Yes, coach. he wanted to coach, and Saban was like, "No, you're the best strength and conditioning coach in the country. I'm not moving you out of that role." And then Kirby hired him to Georgia to run special teams and help out with strength and conditioning. He's one of the few strength coaches I know. Maybe that's because he was in some ads with what regions? Maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. Can yeah. the strength coach go? On, is is that an on field, like during games? I think so. Uh, in games, yeah, you can be down on the field, but They're they like can't the do get, the get back guys. Yeah, a lot of times that uh, they'll be like the motivating guys when players are running off, but they can't do like recruiting visits and stuff. I mean, when on campus they can, but no, they, but they, they can can't coach the players on the sidelines during games. Yeah, yeah, they can be down there. Motivation. So, yeah. so where do he go, or did he just leave? Cochran. Oh, I don't know. I, I think he got fired. Something like mutual. that. It was kind of odd. That is weird. Because he had something that happened, I think maybe a year or two ago. Almost like pushed out the pushed out a side door kind of deal. Like it was it was kind of it didn't make it that big of a splash when the news hit. Nobody. Really yeah, the, I'm, I'm reading it now. It says on February 14th of this year, he resigned from the Georgia coaching staff and was replaced by a guy named Kirk Benedict. His current job title on Wikipedia is listed as TBD. So, there you go, Scott Cochran. Good good luck to you. That's weird. You ever seen the videos of him training, guys? Cochran? In insano. Yeah, I mean, the guy's borderline L psychotic. Ludicrous. Those, I, most of those are the best think, ones are. I haven't seen that. I've seen the video where he snatched that one guy's phone on the Alabama sideline. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. It blew up a couple years ago. Yeah. Dude's nuts. But ne he never had a voice because he'd always lose it like the first day of Yeah, but workouts. I understand why Saban didn't want to move him at all because he's a guy like that. Oh, Bama fans they, will tell you when he went to around. Georgia, that's when they're that's when Saban's little decline started because they just they, they lost their edge. Yeah. That guy's nuts, man. Because there were probably now guys that 
thought that they could sit on a sideline during a football game with their phone. With their phone, yeah, yeah. it's a good point. So, all right, well, not up in here. Go ahead and take our first break of hour number two. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Drive on Fan Run Radio. Cruising along here on the drive. Tuesday. I keep wanting to say Friday after. It is not Friday. It does kind of have a Friday feel for some reason. Maybe because there's a baseball game and it's beautiful weather and it feels like the weekend should be here. But no, it's Tuesday. Two minutes away from first pitch. You know something that just occurred to me? What's that? Since you joined the show, Russ has missed more days than you. Yeah. I was having this conversation with someone earlier. The uh, the Crest Cup might be going to somebody with a different last name this year. Does the honeymoon count? No, because you guys weren't in the studio that week. That's right. We were That's snowbound. True. Well. I'm at zero. Russ is at three. You're at like one if we piece together all your early exits. They'll carry me out of here when I'm dead. I won't leave. Last man what, standing. Did you, or did you miss a full day? Did you miss a full day? Didn't miss, I didn't miss a full day. I didn't think so. I thought, so I thought you were about, about one. You missed we about let you without much busting of chops. Russ has allowed you. To go on my honeymoon? Thanks, no, I'm guys. Not, I'm not even talking to you, knucklehead. Oh, I'm talking man. to Tucker. Oh, sorry. He's allowed you to skate out of here so you can go hang out with your good time buddies and eat, eat, eat the buffet. Free food's important in college. I remember. I was there. Like, if you can get it, and, and you got to get it. It puts you a little bit off limits on us of rough, roughing you up over it, but you've, you've had some time away. Don't worry, Bear. This spring I'll be uh, – <clears throat> You have to get your permission slip signed. I'll be making the run for the Crest Cup a couple times, I'm sure. Want to go fishing? What's the, what's the deal? on What are we in for here, man? Uh – there's one in, there's one in May. I'll have to miss three days in May, a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's the only one on the books for now. For now. No, that's not, that'll be the only one. That's a it's a state championship I got to go to in uh, Paris. No, if you're sure that uh, your competition here, Paris, Tennessee, a championship level program here on the drive. Well, Houston. no, it's interesting. Like, um, depending on the practice schedule, I may be able to practice. You practice fishing? Yeah, one day. What do you do that's any different on any other day? You don't set the hook. You go get bites, and you you learn what they're doing. It's like, you know, sometimes guys who hunt a lot, they'll go stand in the tree stand and just, like, notice what the deer are doing if it's, like, before hunting season. I don't, I don't hunt. It's, I know. I don't either, but I'm just saying. It's like, it's like going to practice basketball. Like, you shoot a bunch of so- shots so that you know how to shoot them so pra- in the game. So practicing just involves you being a, you know, fish psychologist, if you will. There's a lot of it. They're, they're, they have a very small brain, but they do move around a lot, and they're, uh, you know, impossible to see for the most part. So you gotta you got to think like a fish, Tucker. you got to think like a fish. My buddy's invited me on one hunting trip. I've never been on a hunting trip. Yeah. I enjoy shooting. As soon as we got set up, one of those, the, I call it the, the, the tree stand. Yeah. I immediately 
just unloaded. Just straight up in the air. Like <laughs> unloaded. Like five shells. Five shells. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. It's a twelve gauge shotgun, pump action shot. Or you're in a tree boom. stand hunting with a shotgun. Had uh slugs in it. Oh. Are you making this up? No. I don't know a lot about guns. I had a twelve gauge shotgun, went hunting, out in the woods. And they had this like stand like thing. Yeah. I, was I, it super I, tall or kind of low? Low. Okay. My what time of year? Springtime? Yeah, it was fall. Okay. Early fall. Okay. It was out near um it's almost to Nashville. Carthage. Okay. It was a buddy's farm. So but yeah, I just completely unloaded. Made sure every living creature one of it, my yeah. friends and Comrades from the animal world knew that there were a bunch of meatheads wanting to shoot them. <laughs> I have no problem with hunting when done ethically and responsibly, but it's just it's not my thing. I don't either. I, I, like I don't either. I like to catch the fish, take a picture, and let the fish swim away. Can't do it. I don't either. But if you take me with you, no offense, but I'm going to try and let my buddies know that you're out there. Boar, bear, a couple of deer. No, you think I that's did. bad? Arm the animals. Exactly. No, I don't have a problem with that. As long as you let people know ahead of time, which you just did. You take me hunting. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I didn't let that in. I will that make sure you now. kill nothing. No, they were they were like, why? 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 <laughs> why did you saying. let us get all the way out here before telling us that you yeah. did not appreciate this trip? Oh, sorry. I still was, I thought it was cool to get to hang out. Like, it was kind of like a treehouse, just hang out there and, you know, just hang out. Sort of told him. I was like, you know, we don't have to kill anything to have fun. I I don't disagree with that statement. You don't have to kill anything to have fun. Yeah. His first pitch has first pitch been thrown. Do we know? And let me check the old uh, check my old broadcast schedule here. Eight six five five four six eighty two hundred to join the program. Uh, if you're listening to us as background noise as you watch the game, understandable. Oh. Got a guy on first in the top of the first. No outs. One on for UNC Asheville as Schaefer. I don't know if it was a walk or a hit, but I think it's a walk. Oh, that nothing, and I mean nothing, will draw the wrath of Frank Anderson faster than you start giving free passes on the mound wearing orange. That is the cardinal sin as a pitcher for Tennessee. You do not put people on base for free. You make them earn it. How long a leash do you think? Uh, oh, a game. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's got plenty. I mean, this is kind of a learning game for him, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, th- They'll probably leave him in, what, two innings? Because they usually like to cycle through guys they in do. midweek games. Uh, they do. With it being his first start, I wonder if they push him a little bit further uh, just to just to see. Get the, get the lather up, but yeah. yeah, I mean, at this point in the season, you still got so many guys that you want to get some time. So, although Seacrest was kind of the staple of those midweek games for a while. Oh yeah, he he owned the midweek uh, base hit for UNC Asheville. That's two on, no out now in the top of the first. I'm going to turn the game off now because apparently, me watching it, Tucker is bad luck. What are we doing? Tony doesn't know what he's doing out here. 
Ready to burn it down. Two base runners. Hashtag fire everybody. Top of the fr- this is Schaefer unacceptable. Needs to get in gear. Come on, Schaefer. The last guy we had named Schaefer. Brent. Yeah, he started as a true freshman. He didn't exactly pan out in the long run, but freshman year was pretty good. He was unbelievable until he got broke against South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yep. Remember, you could hear the hit. You could hear it. I remember he threw. I don't think it was a touchdown, but it was a really long completion. Over on the – he was scrambled out to the, like, the sideline closest to the camera. Yeah, and rolling screen. to his right, and he had to turn he, all the way around to uncork from the left. And, I mean, the he second got, he got hit, you just thought, this guy, he ain't getting up. Well, I'm pretty sure. I mean, between his shoulder pads, you could actually, you know, you could hear his collarbone break. Yeah, it was a, it was a loud, loud snap. Not very fun. Yeah. Didn't they get up pretty big on us in that game, and we came back and ended up, like, pounding them? That's lost in the ether to me, man. I think that was the game that Brett Smith had the onside kick return for a touchdown later. That was sick. That was cool. Yeah. You don't see that very often, but Brett Smith had that one. You can't see it anymore. What do you mean? Remember? You can't can't advance it. It happened in that Florida game where they – No, they were onside kicking, and we caught it. And he returned it. But, yeah, you can't advance if your own team recovers. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. No, because they tried to do yeah, that. Yeah, sorry, man. All their guys got down on their knees trying to wait for the ball to bounce to them, and Brett Smith just, like, put his hands up and caught it off a bounce and just walked into the end zone. Brett Smith, underrated. Pretty good receiver here. Oh, absolutely. By my memory. He was just very quiet, wasn't he? Wasn't Su- he kind of a super, super quiet. shy? Super quiet. And never caught a ball once. He always bobbled everything he caught. He always had to, like, catch it and, like, catch it again. But he always caught it for the most part. Didn't he make a big catch against Memphis? I don't remember that one. I remember the the toe-tapper Spinderella he had on that laser from Ainge up here against Florida. You remember that one? Yeah. Ainge rolling to the right, throws it on a, on a rope, and Brett Smith jumps up, 360 catch. That, that was, was probably one of Ainge's better games. Oh, yeah. As a vol. Well, given the moment and the fact that he's a true freshman, absolutely. He made some, like, laser beam throws in that game. That kick would have been good from 65, I'm convinced. Probably. I couldn't believe he missed the extra point. I don't think anyone could. I certainly couldn't. I was at that one. How bad do you think it was on that sideline? I'm trying. He's he talked about that after the game. Like apparently, Fulmer went up, talked to him after he missed the extra point, and he just looked at him and shook his head like, "Don't." And Fulmer didn't. He went back and just kept coaching. And then when Will Hoyt made it, he ran around like a like a crazed maniac. But I would too. I don't blame him. That was a fun game to be at. Hell yeah! You got a chance to save your. I mean, he would have been a goat forever. I'm trying to. Th- I've, I'm pretty sure that game is the largest crowd ever at a Tennessee game. It's like 109 something that night. I believe so. Wow. The O. O four Florida game, if I'm not mistaken. It's a good game. That was a great game. Had uh, had all the uh, the drama that you hope for in college football with the good guys coming out on top. Always important. How old were you in 04, Tucker? Two. <laughs> <laughs> That hurt my feelings a little bit, Tucker. I'm not going to lie. You were two. It's Truthful Tuesday. 
What else you want me to do? You were two years old. I was standing on the bleachers as that field goal went through, raising my hands, going crazy. That's who you're barely, you're barely out of diapers. I had a bet with my – Them uh, pants probably still had snaps all the way down the sides of them. Tucker didn't even have pants. He's two. They just wrapped him in those little – what's it, they swaddled no, him. No, no, not two, man. You got a, you got a little human being. Yeah. Do you wear pants at two, Tucker? I mean, what is he, is we'll call it. Well, feral with well, a pack of wolves, like Mowgli, Mowgli. I was seeing if you knew. We'll have to call in the experts during the break to figure that one out. Oh, <laughs> what is, are the phone lines broken? I'm a little surprised. We got a basketball game tonight. We got a baseball game going on right now. There's uh, there's trouble afoot with the NCAA. Well, usually uh, everybody takes this opportunity to. This is where they can get in. Cause trouble. I'm just wondering if they're working. Somebody call in just to you don't even have to talk, just make sure the phone's working. I'm getting a little worried. It's working. We're about to make this big move to the new studio and our phones go down. The horror. The horror. I was informed by an alert listener that I wore pants at two. Shouts out. Is that Mama Harlan? It is. Yeah, shouts out. I figured you probably No snaps down the side. Mm. Elastic waist, I'm assuming. See if she knows the answer to that. That's always good when you're She's a baby. Listening. Well, they're easy to get on and off type of thing. Uh, still two on, but two outs for Tennessee in the top of the first. Tennessee trying to get out of top half of the inning with a zero on the board. I guess the phones are working. Bears hard at work back there, so that's good. Your cry that's for good. help has aroused them. Well, I, it's not that we need help. I really was just worried that they weren't working. You know, like Because Bear said it. Normally when Russell's out, you said it. Everyone's like, oh, finally, I can get a word in edgewise. But then today we didn't get a call, so oh. I was just making sure. Ah, that's, that's what they say that. I don't say I that. I mean, there's a lot of truth. Well, Russell is right. Sometimes he feels like I indulge uh, some. The callers a bit? Not the caller, just I, I indulge bad behavior. Got a very loose. Well, when the cat's away, you know. He says, uh, I've got problems uh, maintaining order hmm. and keeping it on a polite civil discourse basically says that i've you know let the inmates run the asylum type kind of thing. Yeah. they just steer it directly into the ditch myself so i don't know nah. no big deal <laughs> no big deal but we will be <laughs> we're way over two for i know we are yeah Sorry. we'll be right back thanks for calling in just give us just a minute if you don't mind <laughs> <laughs> We got to pay for the lights and the phone lines that are apparently working. So, the drive. Welcome back in. Apparently, phones are working. That's good. Bills getting paid. Ball's trail one nothing, bottom of the first. But apparently, uh, word on the street is that Tears has a laser rocket arm and knows how to use it. Yeah. Got Patriot missile battery out there in right field. I'll take it. I mean, we met, we. Uh, I mean, you know, we were talking about it in the break. You know, we had we had Beck had such a cannon. Yeah. And could, you know, and and everybody knew it, so they wouldn't. You know, it wasn't too often they'd try. 
if he got you know fielded it cleanly out there they'd they'd I mean it's a, it's a great weapon to have and kind of lost it a little bit last year Christian Scott could cover a lot of ground yeah not a great arm though yeah not a bad arm just not no not bad not a lead and apparently not tears yeah I'll take it though so who's on the, who's on the phones nobody Oh, they really did just call in to yeah, test him? That was Sam Beard. No one and, wanted to. Uh, no. Oh, my goodness gracious. Who was the other person, Bear? Uh, just one of our uh, one of our loyal listeners. So oh. That's all right. Yeah. Encouraging that it works. They really just, we didn't have a call? No. How many people called? Two. It's unbelievable. What are these people doing? Listening to us. Well, we appreciate that. Were you nervous about Schaefer? Had a, few, had, a few, had a few guys get on base. Don't know that I like it. Don't know that I like it. That's all. Offensively, Tennessee can weather that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding a little bit with Schaefer. Yeah. Can't knock a guy too much for his first start, but uh, just surprising. I feel like there were so many games the last few years where you never trailed and oftentimes didn't even give up a run in these midweek games. Yeah. All right, we do have a we do have a couple of callers. Now. Okay, good. Well, yeah. Hold on just a second. Okay. Oh, he's still ringing. Popping. This is so, like what? I guess sometimes you just got to beg. I'm not too proud. I'm not too proud. All right, we got um, Sam Beard from the Morning Show, producer. <laughs> he does have a hypothetical for us. Okay, I love hypothetical questions. Drive, what's your name? Or not. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the zone. I thought it was, I'm, try, I'm doing like three things over here. I know, long. I know. Sam, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Bear. Doing good. You sound busy. Yeah. We're testing phones. <laughs> We're testing lights. Sam, it's a big day. Bear, Bear saw the new studio for the first time, and he's, uh, he's walking on air. Cloud nine. So. I love it. Have you been out there yet and seen it? Oh, I've seen it. I've I've gotten out there once. Okay, it's pretty okay. nice. I'm loving it. It'd be so nice to have that space. Well, I got a hypothetical for you here, boys. Fire when ready. We're talking about how good our our basketball and baseball programs are right now. Would you take a unfortunate? Round of 32 loss in basketball to guarantee a spot in the national title game for Tennessee baseball. Ooh. Special team we got in basketball this year. It's going to hurt if we have an early loss, but you a said, national title appearance. So, so not guarantee a spot, but not a victory. Yeah, I can't. I, I feel like I don't want to guarantee a victory, Tucker. I feel like that's kind of cheating, but. Uh, yeah. And I think that makes the hypothetical a little bit harder. It, it does. Is roll the dice with both an option here, Sam? Sure, sure. I'm going to roll the dice with both. Okay, I love it. I well, love I, it. I think Tennessee basketball gets out of the first weekend, and I know it's early, but if this baseball team pieces together, which I think they have the pieces. It's about kind of finding the combination. I think this is a team with a good chance to get to Omaha, not to mention – like I look around the country, and granted it's early, but I I don't see that dominant team just yet, and I think we got a chance to get there. This is this might be my outside of the you know the home run juggernaut team, 
Like if you look at this batting lineup, eh, this this may be the best without gaps one through nine that we've had in a while. It's loaded. It's loaded. Yeah. Like Amick, I don't know what I expected in the first weekend from him, but he surpassed it for sure. I mean, even some of his outs, like the covers falling oh, yeah. off the baseball. So yeah, I think I think I'm good to roll the dice with both. I think this is an elite eight basketball team, and once you get there, obviously you know it's it's going to be a good game against a good opponent. And you need to have a little bit of luck, um, but Tony's shown the ability to get to Omaha, and I think I think you want to have bats show up in in crunch time because it it seems like more often than not you have some pitching uh, lapses in the postseason, but if the bats are there, I think you can score with anybody. So no, I'm I'm rolling the dice, Sam. I'm not I'm not squeezing anybody out of this. I love it. I love it. All right, just wanted to throw that one out there for you, boys. I'm gonna go watch this baseball game. I'll see y'all later. Good stuff, Sam. That's Sam Beard with the morning show here on Fan Run Radio. All right, and let's get a uh, friend of the longtime friend of the show, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy in here. We're on terrestrial, Tommy. <laughs> Come on, bro. I'm used to this, but now this ain't VR. How y'all guys doing this evening? I'd be doing a little bit better if Tennessee uh, wasn't losing to UNC Asheville, but it's early, Tommy. I, I got you, man. It's baseball. Guys, I, I usually listen to y'all. I just, I just now pulled up to the house. I listen to y'all on the way home, and when I get home, then I heard the, I heard the cry for, for some callers, and you know, I figured the phone has been popping, so I figured I'd take my opportunity and holler at y'all and uh, speak a little NASCAR real quick before we get into the Tennessee sports. Um, yeah, the Daytona 500. I'm as better knows. I'm a Big, long-time NASCAR guy, and uh, the race was just, it was pretty good. I wish they would have let that last lap, instead of finishing the last lap under caution, I wish they'd have let it go ahead and go, come around and finish the last lap because we'd had a, a more exciting finish. All the cars wrecked out of the way, and uh, you know, but it is what it is. I mean, when Dale Earnhardt finally won his 1998 500, uh, the last lap was under caution, and everybody was great with it. So that's just where we live in today. But uh, real quick on the on the Tennessee basketball, we got Missouri tonight. Uh, really not too worried about them. I think we'll handle business just like we have, you know, the last few weeks. But uh, who do we have after Missouri? Ain't it? Don't we have Texas A&M again? Yeah, A&M Saturday. Is that seven o'clock, Tucker? Eight. Eight. Okay. Okay. So that being said, you know we're one game behind Alabama, uh, and Alabama destroyed A&M. So how does that make us feel with having to go to? Tuscaloosa and play a pretty hot team down there. Uh, I think there's a pretty good chance that that game and then the game against Kentucky will be very big in the race for the regular season championship. Uh, you do already have the one win over Alabama. Uh, obviously, if you take both, feel pretty good about your spot. But um, even if you were to lose it, if you can take care of business against everybody else and have them drop one, you get the tiebreaker there. So, or yeah, sorry. So it's, uh, you know, that I mean, uh, Tennessee's last, what was there, five games left now? Is it A&M, Bama, Kentucky, Auburn? Is it just four? Auburn. Six, and then Missouri tonight. Six okay. right now. I mean, you're going to learn a lot about kind of this basketball team and have they peaked at the right time because, uh, you know, four or five of your next opponents are legit. And then obviously we'll see about the SEC tournament. Absolutely. Guys, I know y'all up against it. Barry, real quick, our boy Marcus, uh, I called him Friday to the G.I. Jake show. Trying, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to get him into the NASCAR scene. He picked Anthony Alfredo 
And I gave him some pointers about that guy. He often ends up upside down and on fire, and that's exactly what happened last night. And I gave him a great underdog pick in Corey LaJoy at the Super Speedways. And what Corey LaJoy do? He finished fourth. So uh, Marcus is going to have to start listening to me, and I'll, I'll try to make the guy some money. But, uh, man, I appreciate good. y'all letting me on. I hope y'all have a great evening, and I'll hang up and keep listening. All right. Thanks, Tommy. I mean, good luck with that. Marcus is allergic to winning sports wagers. <laughs> That'll do it for hour number two on the drive. Hour number three coming up next with Tucker Harlan. He will be in with your top five at five. Coming up right after this.